Uh, listen, first of all, before we get going, I want to welcome you, whether you are watching from New York City or Australia or the UK or Iran or Israel or wherever you might be in the world or even right here in California. Listen, I want to welcome you and I want to thank you for watching uh, these programs. What a blessing it is for me to know that you are watching. But I want to update you on this. I mentioned if you're in the Southern California area this coming Sunday, August 30th, that Charlie Kirk is going to be at the 412 Church in Southern California. However, uh, all those tickets are gone. So if you're going to be in the area, those tickets are gone. However, it is going to be live streamed right here on this YouTube channel and also on my Facebook. So you can live stream it there, 4 p.m. Uh, California time. So do the math wherever you are in the world. You can watch it live. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to have an opportunity to interview him. We're also going to take live questions from you wherever you are in the world. Uh, so send them to me. I will get them through YouTube and also through Facebook. And uh, uh, listen, uh, we have exciting things that are going on. Oh, by the way, before we continue further, I also want to let you know this. Keep watching these programs because I'm going to let you know we're going to have more events, not just Charlie Kirk. We're going to have more of these events that are going to be happening on Sunday afternoons at 4 o'clock. So keep paying attention. I will announce them. They will be ticketed, free tickets, uh, but you'll need a ticket to be able to attend. So pay attention uh, to this in my social media. And also a reminder, don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel. And listen, I believe that you're going to be a very uh, well-informed today. And you're going to be excited about the Lord's Return turn also. And I think you're going to want to share this. Uh, but with that, let's get going because as usual, there is so much that is taking place. Consider this. Jeffrey Greider writes, what you're seeing now is psychological warfare designed to make you want to receive the mark of the beast. On his episode of, of his news podcast, he writes, uh, we are looking at the never-ending conditions, rules, and regulations that have been forced on us in the name of fighting coronavirus and, get this, seeing if perhaps there's not some parallel to Nazi Germany where Adolf Hitler groomed both the German people and the Jews to accept their combined fates. With each passing day, governments around the world grew more and more aggressive in imposing draconian measures, even as the numbers fall. Is this never going to end? Or are we seeing the beginning of the end? I look at this and I think, folks, I can't help but think what Jesus said in Luke chapter 21. When you see these things begin to take place, when you see the convergence of all these things at the same time, look up for your redemption draws near. When you see them begin, folks, I believe we are seeing the beginning of the end. Now get this, he continues, and listen to this. While shopping at the Home Depot, I was shocked to see a large sign attached to a wooden horse warning you in no uncertain terms that you will be denied access to the store unless you're wearing a mask. I've seen a lot of those signs everywhere now. But then he continues and really helps us to put it into perspective. It was bold and aggressive. My first thought was what had happened uh, with the posters, the Octung Juden, Juden posters that went up in Nazi Germany around 1937, a sickening a foretaste of the coming ghettos and concentration camps that would come less than a year later. I stopped and stared at that sign at the Home Depot for a long minute, watching as person after person meekly reached into their pockets and pulled out a mask, like sheep to the slaughter, and then it hit me, we're being groomed. 
And then he will, goes on to quote Revelation chapter 13, and he will cause all, both small and great, to receive a mark on their right hands or foreheads, uh, for uh, that no one may be able to buy or sell unless they receive the mark of the beast. And of course, that mark of the beast in Revelation chapter 13 is attached to the worship of Antichrist and the worship of his image. Listen, the mask is not that mark, but I will tell you this, I believe like Jeffrey Greider does, that we are being groomed, that we are being conditioned. But let's put this into a little bit more perspective. Because as Jesus uh, teaches in the Olivet Discourse, when you see all of these things begin to take place, they're all converging at the same times, look up, your redemption draws near. So what else did Jesus talk about? He talked about earthquakes, and he talked about pestilences, plural. There's a lot worse things that are coming. He talked about wars and rumors of wars, nation fighting against nation. By the way, you've heard this before, but the term nation is from a Greek word, ethnox. We get our uh, ethnos, we get our English word ethnic. It's meaning people group and race wars. Folks, we are seeing those things increasing in incredible numbers. And, uh, but Jesus warned that the, we would see these things that would take place in the last days. And then he also spoke of famine, uh, the famine that would increase. Now get this, the World Food, Pro- Food Program, excuse me, requests, get this, $5 billion in emergency funds to prevent famine of biblical proportions. So we're hearing about these things, and we're hearing about the sea and the waves roaring. Where I even read an article the other day that said there's a fear that an asteroid is going to hit the earth just before uh, the election here in the United States. You're looking at these things going, man, people are afraid. What was another big sign? It is fear. Men's hearts, Jesus said, will fail them from the fear and expectation of things that are going on on the planet. That's what, where people are living right now. They are in fear, and now that they're in fear, it's really easy to manipulate people while they are afraid. Consider, just consider some of these things. I'm going to give you a little bit more perspective so you understand the dynamics of where we are today in relation to the Bible and the time when Jesus comes again. Consider this. We have masks. I believe the masks are a type of marker. So we're now used to seeing, okay, people have a mark. What does the Bible say? Revelation chapter 13. We already talked about it. No one will be able to buy or sell unless they receive the mark of the beast on their right hand or on their forehead. So it's preparation. We're, we are being groomed. Uh, what else do we have? I want you to think of this. We have masses of people uh, in the entertainment industry that are kneeling to something that is not God. In fact, if you do not kneel, you will be publicly shamed. So think of that. That's happening in professional sports. What happens in Revelation chapter 13? People will be required to kneel before Antichrist in his image, to worship him, something that is not God. So people are already being groomed for that. Even in the kneeling, in mass numbers, publicly shamed if you do not not deal with it. And then we see the coin shortage. I've talked about this last week. You see the coin shortage, and you look at this, and you go, man, we are being prepared for the cashless society that is coming. Also of Revelation chapter 13, we're being told about a vaccine. And we are being told everybody in the world is going to be required to take the vaccine, or they will not be able to buy or sell. You won't be able to go into certain stores. You won't be able to go into restaurants. You won't be able to travel, that sort of thing. All of this, you start putting it together, and you wait a minute, we are being groomed in all of these things. 
This, these are incredible days that we live in. But let's think about this. If this is happening now, this makes me think Satan knows that his hour is about up. He's got to get everybody right now It's uh, ready. It's a dress rehearsal for what is coming. What is coming is the Great Tribulation and Revelation chapter 13 that happens in the midpoint of the tribulation, three and a half years into it. Folks, this is coming, and it is coming fast, and we are being prepared. But don't stop there. There's more. Think of this. Consider Israel and the surrounding nations. If you go back just a generation or two, uh, consider that Turkey and Iran were both friendly with Israel. Enemies, Saudi Arabia, the Arab states, Jordan, and Egypt. Yet the Bible said in the last days, guess what? Turkey and Iran would be enemies with Israel, and those who would not protest and even be friendly with Israel would be the Arab states, Jordan, and Egypt. A generation or two ago, people would say this will never happen. The Bible will never come to be because it was exactly the opposite. Here it is. God said in his word, this is what's going to happen. Where the days we live in now, guess what? Turkey and Iran are enemies of Israel, threatening to eliminate them with Russia also. And then you have, on the flip side of that, Saudi Arabia, you, the, the Arab states, Jordan and Egypt are now friendly with Israel, entering into peace agreements with Israel. Folks, we live in incredible days. I'm going to throw something else out there too for you. Food for thought. Ezekiel 38 tells us this, that Russia and Iran and Turkey are going to come against Israel at a time when they are dwelling in peace and safety. I believe this is how it's going to go down. As Israel's entering into more and more peace agreements and talking about more and more of them, they're not dependent upon God for their peace and their safety and their protection. They're dependent upon other nations. I believe it's quite likely they're going to enter into a peace agreement with Putin and Russia, and they're going to feel like they've got that peace and safety. That is why they're going to be surprised when Russia comes against them during the time of the fulfillment of the Ezekiel 38 war. When no one is there to help them, they've relied on other people for their peace, but God wants them only to rely on him. And that victory happens in Ezekiel chapter 39 when God rescues Israel and proves that he is God. So you watch this and you go, these are incredible days that we live in. All of these things are coming about right now. But I want to go one more place, all right? It's here. Romans chapter 1 tells us about the time when God will turn over the people. He will give them up to uncleanness. He will give them up to vile passions, and he will give them over to a debased mind. What's he talking about? When people worship creation rather than the creator, we are there. Think of environmentalism, all the climate change laws that we are hearing uh, that are coming about. Listen, it's about putting the, the planet first. You listen to the Pope, it's put the planet first. Don't put God first. So you start looking at this and you go, this is Romans chapter 1. We are living in Romans chapter 1 right now. God says, I will give them up. To uh, uncleanness, I will give them up to vile passions. I will give them over to a debased mind. What is that? He's talking about in that passage, Romans chapter 1, about homosexuality. Giving them, they they, want to do those things, I'll give them up to it. I'll give them up to it, and finally I will give them over to a debased mind. This is judgment. When God says, I'll give you up, I'll give you up, I will give you over, 
we're being judged. People in the world are thinking we are being blessed because we are celebrating our homosexual relationships and marriage and all the transgenderism stuff that's going on, not according to God in Romans chapter one. That is actually a judgment and it will lead to your end. In fact, Romans chapter one says this, it goes on to say, Verse 28, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. Wow. You look at this. What else? Chapter 1, verse 25, they will exchange the truth of God for the lie. That is what has happened. Think of it right now. Last week at the the Democratic National Convention, the DNC, what was it? It's pro all these different genders. It's pro-homosexuality. It is pro-abortion, killing little babies. And you look at that, and God says, I've given them over. I've given them up. They are being judged. They exchange the truth for the lie. They want to suppress the truth in their lies. And then he goes on and talks about homosexuality. And then he says this after he says, I give them over to debased mind, uh, then being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetous, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness. They're whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undeserving, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Now get this, here's where the problem is. Who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those things who practice them. So uh, of those who practice them. So what's God say? Not only am I going to judge those who practice such vile things, but I am going to judge those who approve of them. Folks, you better be careful where you cast your vote. God says, I will judge those who approve of these things. I want you to think of this. This is how bizarre it is in this world right now. This article says progressive predator protection. Last week in California, get this, in the Assembly Appropriations Committee, voted, uh, they voted 6-2 to two to pass Senate Bill 145 by Scott Weiner out of San Francisco. As Katie Grimes of the California Globe notes, citing analysis of SB 145, this bill states non-forcible sodomy, oral copulation, and sexual penetration with a minor do not require mandatory sex offender registration unless there is a 10-year gap between the minor and the other person. And as Grimes reported SB 145 would allow a sex offender who lures a minor with the intent to commit a felony to the ability to escape registering as a sex offender as long as the offender is within 10 years of age of the minor. This is totally bizarre. So God says, I give them up to vile passions. I give them up to uncleanness. I've turned them over to a debased mind. And here it is in California right now, this bill. If there's less than 10 years of age, so if somebody rapes, the way I understand this, you can rape a 10-year-old boy or a 10-year-old girl, and if you're a 17-year-old boy, then that's okay because there's a seven-year gap there. You won't have to register as a sex offender. And they're saying, well, it has to be, it has to be a, a consensual. How, how, how in the heck does that work out with a 10-year-old? You look at this and you go, folks, I, I can only say this. We live in times that we have got to be paying attention. 
This is appalling. I'm watching all of the different things that are going on in the world, and I know this. In Daniel chapter 12, Daniel makes it very clear. The angel did to Daniel. In that day, everybody's going to know something is wrong, but the wicked will continue in their wickedness. In other words, they're only going to increase in areas like this, where it's okay uh, to have sex with a 10-year-old, as long as there's not a 10-year difference uh, between the offender and the one who's, who, who's the victim. And you look at this, the wicked will continue in their wickedness, but the wise will see what is going on, the wise will understand. Folks, I, I hope that you are ready. You put all of these things together. Listen, we need Jesus. We're in dire straits. If you know anyone that doesn't know the Lord, you need to talk to them about the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to get the word out. We need to be like good watchmen and watch women and, and say, look, Jesus is coming. All of the events of the last days, they're converging right now. And I've got to ask you this. If you don't know the Lord, listen, ask Jesus Christ to forgive you right now. The Bible has all over 800 signs in the Bible of the second coming of Christ. And folks, we are living in the days when we are watching all of these things begin to happen. And as Jesus said, when they begin to happen, look up your redemption draws near. Jesus is coming. I hope that you're ready. If you're not sure, ask him to forgive you and repent of your sin and surrender to the Lord. God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.